Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out on a Limb podcast, where we have a special guest with us today, all the way from the UK, Priscilla Lewis, who I was just informed says the correct pronunciation for those of us who are, who want to be authentic is <laughs> Lavis Lavis, because you are originally from South Africa. And uh, so, yeah, sometimes those of us in the United States have difficulty with pronunciation, but at any rate, <laughs> she's a super, super neat human being, a good friend of mine, and uh, also a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner and a multidimensional channel and just a very special person. We're super happy to have you here. Absolutely. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So why don't you let us know? Uh, we know what a QHHT practitioner is. That's Dolores Cannon's modality. Uh, most of our viewers, I think, know what that is. Um, Actually, speaking from my point of view, like because I never knew what that was a QHHT quantum healing hypnosis. Technique. Yeah. And, and so I have to say a lot of people actually don't know what it is. Well, like, it's they, like when you're in that world, you think everyone knows, but when you're not, right. so I finally met someone who was QHHT and then she said something about be, be no, I think you explained the Beyond difference quantum. between the two. Yeah. So I think it would be helpful. Well, when I say that, I think everybody knows it's because we're on our, what, 35th podcast. And I think we've talked about it before, but we can yeah, talk about I, it again I in case this is your sure. first podcast. This yeah. could be their first. And uh, it's, a, it's a type of spiritual hypnosis uh, that Dolores Cannon founded. And then there is an evolution of that process called Beyond Quantum Healing that Candace Carl Goldman, Dolores's protege, founded. And that's what I'm trained in. Um, I think Scylla's in both, trained in both. Yes. Um, yes, multidimensional channel. So I guess Will's kind of a multidimensional channel too. So tell us, mm -hmm. Scylla, mm -hmm. first of all, and do you mind if I say Scylla since that's the informal? Yeah, no, that's great. Thank okay. You. <laughs> um, what does that look like for you day to day? Like how, how does that manifest in your life? It's very similar to what Will is doing. I think there's a bit of channeling going on, but for me, it is more very much being awake and aware and then still getting that information from our guides and our loved ones and being able to be the medium, be the middle channel to be able to um, give that message to the person who's seeking the comfort or confirmation that their loved ones are still with them. So very, very much like Will, I think Will um, has taken it that level further with regards to multidimensionality because when you can trance the way he does, um, mediumship does come a lot easier as well. So for those who do want to practice, who want to learn, you start off with meditation, but trance mediumship is the ultimate goal to be able to become that clear conduit channel. Yeah. But you had worked as a, a psychic medium for quite some time too, because I think when I met you, that's what you were honing that skill and you were quite accurate actually. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, I've been doing it for quite a few years now and I'm still actively doing it and I'm, and I'm absolutely loving doing it. It's, it's such a nice way to connect with people and being able to bring them the comfort and uh the the knowledge that their loved ones are still with them and as will knows you know it's 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 such a rewarding feeling yeah. to be able to do that and, but and, yes i haven't really i haven't really channeled as much as will's will has done because as you know allison it's great to have a plus one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a safety yeah. net yes it is helpful. Yeah. 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 yeah and and i will i will say it's interesting because it, you know the difference of how it's approached over in the UK uh, versus, how, versus how it's approached here. Mm -hmm. Here, 
in the US, we kind of separate each one of them. Trance, conscious channel, mediumship, psychic. But it's it's interesting, the school of thought and actually the actual schools that are over in the UK will teach trance medium. Yeah, I was about and to ask. And it's a specific <laughs> modality of of finding that trance state while connecting to the loved ones. So it's there, there is some nuance in it, but it is that's that's a focused point from the UK of how they how okay. they um, approach that. You know? That's a good. We we had David Manning on a while back, who's also from the UK, and I want to get back into that with you later about the differences because mm-hmm. uh, you've been to the United States too, and so kind of get your opinion. But I, I know you were trying. No, to- that was the exact thing. Is oh, that okay. you know it's it because we have those mm-hmm. definition. And I was about to go here. We go into the labels again because <laughs> yeah. we try to define what it is we do mm-hmm. and there's got to be a new word that catches on sooner or later because it's, I like how over there, you guys have just wrapped it all into the same thing um, because that makes it a lot simpler, a lot simpler, but it's also a lot more revered over there. I think than it is here. There is actually, you know, some level of I'll say acceptance that there isn't here just yet. So let's let, let Chrisilla talk about what do you think, Chrisilla, what do you think is the difference in how things are um, perceived in both countries? Well, what's fascinating is spiritualism actually started in the, in the United States and it was brought forth from the United States to the UK, but the UK I felt has embraced it a lot more and has really turned it into um, a religion as such, because it has because you do have the spiritual national union over here and also an amazing college. So we have our own little Hogwarts called mm-hmm. the Arthur Findlay College. <laughs> and if you haven't been, Alison, well, you know, I would highly recommend just going there for a week. It's such an amazing retreat. You pick your topic and your subject and you are busy from seven o'clock in the morning till nine, 10 o'clock at night. And it's spiritualism all day, every day for a week. And it's like you're transported to a completely different world. I had it lined up to go there Yeah, all lined up. I had even spoken to the admissions person and then, um, COVID happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? yeah gonna I go was going to do it. I was going to do it on the way back from, um, Uganda. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well someday. So you've been there. Yes. I've been there several times now. I'm due back because I haven't been since COVID. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're not too far from there actually. Are you? No, I'm not too far. I'm about an hour or so away from it. Yeah, yeah. And, and they and they practice all sorts of things. They l- allow you to delve into all kinds of spirituality. And the thing is, when you speak to one medium to another, um, you won't be able to get one straight answer from them with regards to how they work because everyone works so differently. Oh, wow. That'd yeah. be so cool to see. Mm-hmm. Just and experience that. They even get into, uh, what do they call that, with the um, the plasma and the... Ectoplasma. Ectoplasma and stuff. Tell, tell us yes. about that. That's kind <laughs> okay, of okay. So, so um, very rare mediumship that takes place. That that is probably one level above world, which is called physical mediumship. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go into a trance so deep that your guides could actually physically speak with their own voices outside of your body, enough so that other people can hear them around you. Mm-hmm. Um, echoplasma is very sensitive to light so therefore when something like that's taken place it's mostly in the dark or with very dim 
light. Mm-hmm. Um, and ectoplasma is not, it normally comes, I know it sounds very disgusting. It comes out of every hole you you get, you have. So it could come out the nose, it could come out the belly button, it come out the ears. But what it essentially does, it comes from the internal organs and um, it is a fluid that's inside the body, but what spirit does is they use it to actually form into a spirit human being or actually form into a voice called a voice box. So the voice box will go and would be able to speak to you and that spirit loved one will be able to speak to you in the actual physical 3D world. So you can hear them, you can actually hear them, but it won't be as fluent as me and you now. It would be very croaky and I would be struggling, right? But it would be, it would be their voice. Yes. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, I, I was going to say, as you're talking about it, I'm just getting lit up by yes. it. I, I, and, you, and, and if, you know, I don't know, um, we have one spiritual medium, uh, a physical medium in the UK that does it. I've seen him a couple of times. I've taken a few friends to go and see him as well to have that experience. Because when you're in a physical seance, uh, there is a lot of spiritual energy that takes place. Mm. And there is things, they normally have this thing called like a cone. Um, it's very lightweight, it's made out of cardboard and often it's or, or a trumpet, it's called a trumpet. And that tends to fly around in the room as well. So they, they color coded with um, luminescent colors. So you could see it go around the room. Wow. And for the fact that because you're mostly in the dark, when there's any activity, you sit in a circle and everyone needs to hold hands. So that you know there's no tomfoolery going on. Mm-hmm. Because we know in our in our spiritual field that there's a lot of fake people and there's a lot of people who's just out there to do something for the extra bit of cash or the extra mm-hmm. dollar or buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's amazing. That's crazy. So Chrisilla, tell us your backstory. Did you always know that you had these gifts or did this was this something that developed in adulthood? Or how did that work? for you? Oh, it's a very fascinating story. So I grew up in South Africa and my room, which my parents forced me to sleep in as a child, because, you know, they want to kick me out their adult bedroom, like, go on, be a, you know, you're a grown (laughs) child, you're growing up and, you know, you need to sleep in your own bedroom. But my bedroom was just haunted from the word go. It's, there was just something in there and I just couldn't put my finger on it, but I had the worst nightmares. I couldn't sleep in there and my parents just couldn't understand it. So eventually I had to move out of there. And I think that kind of kickstart started my journey into, you know, there must be something beyond because I started asking strange questions about God, about religion, about Christianity, because our household was Christianity. Um, and and it just, I just had to leave it there because my parents couldn't answer any questions and the church wasn't going to answer any questions until I came to the UK at the age of 18. That I, that's when I feel doors really opened for me. I was able to now explore those questions outside of a church environment, outside of religion, because um, the religion's wouldn't be open to that 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 is you're tapping into something that you shouldn't be tapping into even hypnosis is a taboo mm-hmm. in christianity <clears throat> or yeah. most christianities and i believe you do you have a christian christian background allison yes and that was actually the subject of my first book the journey within was yes. the description of my transition out of that box 
and into the greater paradigm of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything was taboo in our household as well. Hypnosis, uh, mm-hmm. surely, but everything yeah. from tarot to acupuncture and yoga, all of that. I mean, all of those things that seem pretty neutral at this point. So is there a dark night of the soul? We always talk about, did you have a dark night of the soul or was it always just a natural, you were open from the get-go, but you weren't able to explore it? Yeah, it's, that's a great question because the dark night is, of the soul is often the um, the one thing that throws people into the questions of what's beyond. You know, they go through this deep um, mourning or this deep that loss of some kind, and that just throws them into this depression and and that seeking, you know, of what's life's purpose. But for me, no, I didn't have anything like that. No, no dark, dark night of the soul. I may have experienced that later in life, way after my spirituality, but that's not what got me into it. Not at all. So it, it, it I was really led into it naturally, you know, just um, finding Dolores Cannon was one, one of those steps with QHHD. That was one main big puzzle part of my awakening um, and also the spirit realm with regards to mediumship, because I I love history and the idea that there's ghosts, you know, that stays behind. Like, and my questions were, why are they still here? Mm-hmm. Um, wh- why have they not moved on? And and I had all these the, these questions that I wanted answers to, and I started going to haunted places in the UK and we have plenty of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I did. And I started going on ghost hunts. Um, I didn't like the word. I don't like the word ghost hunts, but of course that's the thrill of it. And that's what draw people in to mm-hmm. these events. Spend all night using all sorts of devices and nice. you turn into these ghost adventurer crew. <laughs> if you know the ghost adventurers. <laughs> And uh, you communicate with spirits. And that's how I started. That's how I got to know a medium that was on site. And she kind of helped me in the direction of finding a spiritualist church. Um, Go find yourself a development circle. um, Go develop those gifts because all of us have them so naturally. Mm -hmm. And that's how my journey started. But I think as well, um, Alison, before we connected to this call, you talked about discernment. And for me, it was when I started meeting these people, I almost felt like they were superhuman. They had the super power um, that they could connect to things that none of us were able to connect to, or they were able to know things that we aren't able to tap into that knowingness as well. So I think it's, it's important for people on this journey to not just believe any psychic or any medium and if it feels true to you, then go in that direction and, and explore it for yourself. Yeah. Because That's, no that, one, yeah. I was going to ask then, how do you, what, what advice do you have for our audience about how to discern? Like at this point, what gets triggered or how can you sense when you need to go in a different direction or that somebody's not resonating? What does that feel like or look like to you? Uh, number one, when someone starts telling you what's right or wrong for you, I think that's 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 the first sign for me. It's like that 
I can understand if you see things that um, you feel this is where I need to look into or go into, but it's, but there's no, you should be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, once someone is telling you what you need to be doing, that's taking your free will power away. And that doesn't resonate with me at all. A reading should be empowering. It should be uplifting. It should give you an insight with regards to these are my options. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a a, a yes and a no. And this is all I have. Mm. Um, As well as uh, I feel people tend to, the fake ones, tend to give bad advice negative advice like um i don't know how to say how to put that in words so i'm i'm trying to tap into that feeling and and just des- and describe that to you it's like do you know how many people i've had coming to me in readings and they've and, and they're just looking for one particular answer and they will go to several mediums or several psychics just to try and get that one answer and then they'll compare you as well. Well, this medium told me this and that medium told me that as well. And I I don't think that's a good sign at all because, again, we're going back to step one. Why are others telling um, your clients what they should or shouldn't be doing? Right. And, and, again, negativity. There shouldn't be negative readings. And I'm sure Will knows that as well. Yeah. Um, What's funny about that is uh, we used to – before COVID attend a couple of uh, illuminate festivals, these spiritual holistic festivals. And we would set up for Reiki for vets, which is our nonprofit. Yes. Uh, but the coordinator of it, the founder of it beforehand, she would send out these emails of do's and don'ts and reminding her practitioners what to do and what not to do. And it would always say things like, don't tell anybody when they're going to die. Don't yes. tell them bad news. Don't tell them they're going to get illness. I'm thinking to myself, yes. do you ever get that information? If it's in writing, somebody must have done it at some yeah, point. I, yeah. I just, yeah. it blows my it's mind. Like the warning label, it's like the warning label on the toaster. Don't put the toaster in the <laughs> yeah. bathtub while you're taking a bath. Yeah. You know? Well, well, that there, well, there is a set of rules specifically for, for me too. You know, you don't diagnose. Um, fine, fair enough. If something comes up in a reading, I will say this is what's coming up, but please go check it out yourself. Go see your physician, go see your doctor, go, you know, what is happening, but this is what I'm feeling. Um, as well, never, if someone's pregnant, don't ever gender, you know, you don't give them a gender. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you give them a gender and they go out and buy all loads of baby girl stuff and a boy pops out and then you're in big trouble. <laughs> I, you know, there's, there's a part of it too that I, in it, and it's, I, you know, I've, I can't say I've personally have seen it, but I've heard about it. It's, it's the aspect of going to see, you know, a medium or a psychic, but then it's the information that comes through is more or less to hook you for more sessions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that rep- it, they got to keep you kind of on the line by what information. And I, and I just, I don't know. It just, that rubs me because it's that, if I see a client once, good. You know, if you come back, well, you're going to come back because you have additional questions, not yeah. because I've given you information that you can't discern and you're not, you know, you're looking to get some clarity. Mm-hmm. One and done. You know, I mean, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't, you know, I don't need, you know, a stable of clients that are continually trying to, you know, f- fill my time. So, well, and I'm often referring people to you guys yeah. because. I feel like what I do and, and 
the what will and you know through Allison could bring in that that it's it adds more it's just additional insight it's coming from a different direction um so i find it as helpful yeah. but yeah i don't see it as oh my god i need these people to come back to me so i can you know it's you know just just different yeah. perspectives yeah. and sometimes when they're really struggling that sort of thing i think really helps mm-hmm. yeah so crystal and i met on the uh, quantum healers forum which is the forum that um, Candace Carl Goldman founded, uh, and it's for any kind of practitioner. You don't have to be a, a hypnotist right. or um, practice QHHT or BQH. You can be a medium or a psychic or any Reiki kind of any kind whatever, of yeah. modality. Really, and it's a huge source of information and help and support from co-practitioners and people that can offer different insights. And so there's a wealth of information. But that's how she and I. Uh, connected, but I'm curious, Chrisilla, how did you find Candace since you originally were working with QHHT? How did that link happen? Because I know she's even visited you in yeah. the UK. And- I know she has. Oh, that is, you know, this is just how it shows that everything is just amazingly aligned. Yeah. So I, did the, I did the QHHT training. I did level one. I did level two. And then I met a a, a fellow practitioner we mentioned Candice and I knew Candice and I briefly met her in an in 5D conference. She traveled all the way to the UK um, with Michelle Walling. And that's also where I met a lovely dear friend called Emma Louise Livingsoul and uh, met there. And our friendship has just continued and really grew and it's been really lovely, especially with Candice and Emma. But then since then, this is where Candice started her BQH journey right she she just finished or she finished it but i don't even think it was published the bqh community the forum the signing up page for you to become a member and uh this fellow colleague qhhg colleague called chris jarrett uh, mentioned it to me and he's like oh did you realize candace is, is creating you know this new platform i said no i didn't know and I go looking for it and I find it and I'm the first person to register and pay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, the official <laughs> inaugural member. That's amazing. I am. Oh, wow. I am. And then Candace messaged me and she said, Oh my God, Priscilla, I've no idea how you found us or how you signed up because this website isn't even published yet. Oh my <laughs> That's awesome. And it just it just grew from there, to be honest with you. And uh it's 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 been lovely. It's, and I know that I had to do the, the QHHT journey to get to the BQH community. And I've, I'm loving it. I've met so many amazing people and I'm, I'm honored to be in such a community. Like, I wish I could talk to you guys so much more and I, and I would like to do more content because I think it is so needed in our community yeah. that I, we, we don't do enough. And I want to do more of that. <laughs> right. And I noticed that you did start to reach out to fellow practitioners and do some roundtables. And I want to talk about that last one that you just did in a minute. Okay. Um, but I also want to throw that out there again. Quantumhealers.com is the community. And there's also a YouTube channel, Quantum Healers, mm-hmm. um, where you can watch Priscilla's roundtables, a whole bunch of roundtables that Will and I have done on a variety of topics. So if you're yep. interested in something and want to explore further, it's a good place to go. Mm-hmm. And if you are a practitioner, I highly suggest for the, it's a very low price, I don't know, $15 a month to be a member of the Quantum Healers Forum. And the information on there is invaluable and the camaraderie 
and support um, is fantastic. But you did recently do a roundtable about dreams and timeline anomalies. And I wasn't able to tune in for the whole thing because I, um, I was working. Yes. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> anyway, so t- Right. So, t- so tell me, Crisilla, what did you guys talk about in terms of the timeline anomalies? A lot of people are experiencing mm. shifts in timelines. Things go missing. Yeah, I'm you serious. don't know what day it is. Yeah. It's craziness. So what all did you talk about? Oh, I love it. Um, so I had a dream. I had a dream I was in an airport and my parents were there. But I felt like I was here in the UK and my parents flew all the way from South Africa, which is an 11 hour flight. And they they flew all the way to to the UK to tell me they're getting married. <laughs> They've been married for forty years, so I'm like, oh, I've no idea why you're getting married again. And they're like, yeah, we're getting married tomorrow, so you have to come now. And it was just a rush to get home. Okay, it was a rush to get home. And it's and it's funny because the next next morning I woke up and I check. I always message my mum in the morning or I check WhatsApp. So this particular morning I was on my way to work and I opened WhatsApp and on her status, because WhatsApp does these status things as well. And she just, she commented on a wedding film she watched the previous night. And she's like, you need to watch this film. It was amazing. Right. And I thought, right, that's weird. (laughs) So, um, so that was, that was one, one of them. And then before going into the office, I had this premonition that my manager is going to be there and he's never, ever, ever in, in the office as well, which which is as soon as I walked in, I was just a nice intuitive knowing and feeling as soon as I walked in, he was in the office. I can't remember, Alison. Oh, you've put me on the spot there now. Have um, you had any was... um, timeline weird things happening? Um, well, are these yes, no, no. effect? Kind yeah, of yeah, no, I've had I've had quite a few things happening. I'm just trying to take myself back to that dream. But but. On top of that now, um, I'm not sure if anyone is getting married. Fingers crossed, it may be me, me. If I just need to meet the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> but um, no, in the meantime, all seriousness, uh, out of the blue, after we've done that roundtable, I've had some news from the family and I've actually had to book a ticket to go home. So I'm flying back on Tuesday. Mm. it wasn't planned there was nothing to say you know no indication that I was going to go back but this just came out of the blue and it's like I've had to, uh, I've had no choice but I'm I'm going back <laughs> so I think that may have been like a premonition dream to say listen something's gonna happen something's coming up mm-hmm. well maybe on that trip you will meet Mr. Wright who knows yes I'll sit beside you and 33B or something. Right. Yes, yes. And, you know, I love the fact that when you lose things and they appear again, because always when I lose something, I ask spirit, please, could you just, you always retrace your steps and you look again. But eventually I just give up and I say to spirit, please, could you just bring this item back? I really need it. Uh, and I use it a lot. And it's my favorite item. I really just need it back. Mm. And then it reappears. <laughs> But the last thing I lost was on my flight back from South Africa in May. It was my sister's wedding. And I flew back from South Africa and I had my favorite earrings on. And they're actually infinity loops, like that figure eight. And they're my favorite. I wear them all the time. And uh, on this particular fi- flight, I was I was sleeping because it's always a night flight. And I woke up in the morning and my earring was gone. 
Oh my goodness. I was disturbing that whole, the whole aisle. I, I was walking around and trying mm. to find my earring and I couldn't find it. And I had the lady next to me look into a handbag <laughs> and I had all the front compartments of the seat in front of me and everything out. And I just couldn't find my earring. And I'm like, how, where could this earring go? I only went to the bathroom and came back. So I went to the bathroom again, to the little cubicle in the plane. Couldn't find my earring. I looked, I even got on my small, I don't know how I managed, but I tried to get on my knees to try and look underneath oh. the toilet and a cabinet. <laughs> and eventually I just sat there. I asked the air, air hostesses to look for it. By the time we landed, everyone got off the plane. Everyone's queuing in the aisles and they, they want to get off the plane. And I'm still hoping I'll find my earring. And uh, eventually I just go back to the toilet. <laughs> it's like, let me just have another wee. Um, and eventually, as soon as I, I get to the toilet, and I, oh, this is a bit too graphic. Um, and, and I, before I pull down my pants, um, um, the earring has fallen into my trousers. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? How the hell did that happen? <laughs> and it was in my trousers all the time while speaking to Spirit. I really need my earring back. Please just <laughs> manifest my earring back. That's really uncomfortable, and, I would think. And, and spirits exactly. like, hey, uh, check your pants. Check your pants. Exactly. And exactly. Like, like uh, how did I not feel it throughout the entire flight if it was there? Right. You know, it's the most but, it's, but it's that nudge, like, to go to the bathroom or it's it's the whatever that nudge is yeah. that makes you, it's, it's not even that you're looking for it, you're doing something else, and there it is. Mm -hmm. Then it happens. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then another thing happened going back to this dream, being in the airport, um, my cousin was there and she was waving at me. I was going up the escalator. She was going down the escalator. No idea why I dreamt about her. And the same thing again, the next morning I woke up and it was her birthday. I didn't realize, didn't remember, didn't, you know, obviously forgot because as soon as I woke up, I got the notification because I am really good at people's birthdays. Didn't <laughs> tend to forget any or try not to. And uh, yeah, it was it was a birthday. And I thought, oh, that, that, that was weird too. So that was kind of a little reminder as well to mm -hmm. uh, connect with her during that day. Here's a pro tip. Just put them all on Google and have it give yes. you a warning a week ahead of time. <laughs> oh, the birthday. Yeah, yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> on your Google calendar. Yes. <laughs> Any more with the way the time, but you, you were asking about, um, was it a Mandela effect? And I think, yeah. I think a lot, the ones mm -hmm. that, correct me if I'm wrong, Priscilla, but my understanding yeah. is when timeline mm -hmm. shifts happen to the collective of humanity, it can be considered a Mandela because- all of humanity could look back and go, oh, the Berenstain Bears is mm. not, it was the Baron, whatever it was. That That's a famous yeah. Um, But when it happens to you individually, you may not consider it a Mandela effect. It might just think you're losing your mind, Yeah. right? Well, I got into a conversation um, with my husband, Rob, who's more like muggle mind. Um, and, and, but he's coming along really well lately. And um, so I decided to share with him that concept of the Mandela effect. And it didn't go over well. Like he was like, how can you say that Mandela ever died? Because he didn't. And I'm going, that's the point I'm making. <laughs> and he's like, but you're wrong. And I'm like, it's not a matter of being wrong. It's a matter of having been on a different tra trajectory and suddenly going, wait, he's, he's now in office. He's, but he's dead. You know? And he couldn't like, it was interesting how he could not wrap his mind around right. that I had a different perception of reality, yeah. you know? And he's like, and then, so what, 
we just meet and then who's, whose reality is right. And I'm like, it's, it, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's a hard yeah. one to explain. So yeah. maybe a little easier when you're experiencing your own personal. Yeah. So Crisilla, yeah. since you're from South Africa and this is named after Nelson Mandela, can you mm. tell us why, what happened with his situation that made this the name for the Mandela effect? Well, it's very fascinating because I think a lot of the whole, oh, this is such a, such a complex topic because if you think about South Africa in a whole, South Africa must have must have gone into that different timeline shift altogether, all at once, where the rest of the world didn't, because as South Africa as a whole, we all know that he was our president at one point, you know, mm-hmm. um, when he got released from prison. And we as that was as a South African a huge uh event in all of our lives because that was the end of apartheid, you know, in 1993 when he was released. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that every single South African will remember that day. And I have not met another South African that have said that they remember another timeline. It's only other people from other countries across the world that have remembered that. And the the other timeline is that he actually passed away in prison. And there is actually some book that mentions his passing um, in, in record. There's so there is a record of it wow. that he has passed away. Wow. But try again, but it's like any Mandela effect, try and finding it. Yeah. It's is the Yeah, trying to find the old versus the new. The yeah. new is easy to find. It's yeah. the old aspect of it that's hard to well, find. Well, because I remember being really <clears throat> upset about it just because I thought you know, there was so much attention and focus and now things were going to push through and, you know, and then finding out that he died, I was like, okay, this isn't going to happen. Not like it affected my life per se, but I just remember being so bummed Mm. and like, I wasn't paying attention to things in South Africa at all, but that one thing. So yeah, it was very confusing to me. (laughs) So is the understanding that when we change trajectories, for example, or in this current time, we, whether it's individually or collectively change or jump to a different timeline, everything behind us has to change as well in order for that timeline in this moment to make sense. Is that how you understand it? I don't think I understand. understand. <laughs> it's so complicated. Thank you. I was trying to comprehend myself. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down on that one. <laughs> Where, like, okay, so for me, with with my belief that he had passed away, when when the timelines collide, when there's that shift, then does it go back and change everything, or is there something in my past that still reflects that no, he did die? Like, is there like? is there some remnant of that or whatever? But, you know, like, again, I'm a fan of Bashar's and having listened to him. Yeah. He says that we, you know, it's all snapshots and times there is no past. We only exist now. So you literally are writing your past to meet your present. So if I shift into the timeline of no, he's alive, then that means I have to reorganize what my past is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, it, you know, because we're, we are living in a, uh, extremely, I'll say, uh, interlaced, multidimensional, you know, aspect where there are multiple timelines that are taking place simultaneously. And it's 
whatever one is in your awareness that you are currently in. So that could be this moment that I'm speaking right this minute, but next, as you start speaking now, I'm actually in your level of reality and what I was just in doesn't exist any longer. So it's this layering of multidimensionality. So if something happened in the past or what we perceive as the past, Mm -hmm. that's just a, um, a fragment of, of a particular point in time that may have been a collective response to something. And we just somehow managed to maintain the fragment of that memory, which, you know, maybe we, we weren't supposed to, but because maybe we're more aware of some, or maybe because it all exists, it it all exists together at once. It's yeah, exactly. It's still there. Yeah. Well, I think that's a little deep. I know, but Oh, I find that fascinating though. It it is. It's mind blowing. mm -hmm. And I I think that it's just so the intelligence that has created this system is so unbelievably, Mm -hmm. uh, Smart. I don't know how you what you, you even say. Words are you right, right. But it's seamless. It's just seamless, and we can't wrap our head around how it can be seamless or how it can work like this. Right? Were you going to say something, Priscilla? Well, yeah. I think I love Will's description of of the Mandela effect and the fact that everything's energy. Like we are connected on the same frequency at the moment. I'm on your level. You're on my level. We're we're in connecting our own bubble of reality right now to be able to create this. And it's same for me if I were to look at tele- telepathy, right? Mm-hmm. If I think of you and you think of me in exact that in exact in the exact same moment, it's like, oh, let's pick up the call, the phone and call them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's more on an energetic level where we are now creating that physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We- but with, with regards to Mandela effects that's happened in my own life, I understand the, the big ones are fascinating. And that's always a nice debate, especially with <laughs> other people who've never come across it. But for me, you know, I, create, I, I see and notice my reality change daily. I'll have a conversation with someone today. I'll remind them of, of the conversation the next day or the next time I see them and they'll have no recollection of having that conversation. It's like, what, what are you talking about? And I think it's these little things that just baffles me and I have no one. It's just me who notices them. It's me and my reality. I can't talk to anyone about it because they seemingly don't remember it. So you're they were in a different timeline. Yeah. When my husband's not remembering what I'm saying, that it's. No, that's just selective. That's, that's just selective memory. <laughs> well, because it's, 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 but it's really weird because we will yeah. have a very specific conversation about something and he is really like, he's responding back. Like we're going back and forth. And then I'm like, do you not remember we talked about this and I, how can someone like it just, I completely understand because as she was saying that as Priscilla, uh, uh, as you were saying that I was thinking the same thing between myself and Allison, mm-hmm. because there, there are moments that I know that we've engaged in this very robust conversation about something. And usually it's me that has no clue. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. I get blamed. Well, okay. So <laughs> I'm going to start calling it. Those that are more in their like heart space and like doing the, high vibe, whatever stuff, I guess maybe, you know, it's just us living this different reality. Well, now I, now I, now I might, I might look at things things differently. So like, you're going to start doing the same thing. So no, I, I, yeah, I think that's, you know, that is interesting because, you know, we, because timelines are speeding up so quickly and, and, you know, what they said was, by the way, I Ooh, want to say this they, is kind of a they, the <laughs> multidimensional beings that we talk to oh, okay. have said it's not so much that the time is speeding up. It's that you 
are working outside of time. You're more uh, often being that makes sense. outside of time. Okay. Um, and, and I think also they're, they're merging more than, mm-hmm. more than speeding up. They're merging together, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, well, that's, I was just going to say that, that, you know, this aspect of speeding up, it's, it's, it is more of a convergence point than it is, you know, each, each of us having our own separate, you know, timeline or a reality point there time is speeding up to a point at which it, it's all just coming into one coherent consciousness. And that's it where is. we're trying to get to. And, right. and, and even with as much as we struggle with what we see going on in the world, it's that beautiful place where we can slow down in our own reality and actually see not you know, see like our physical sight, but that knowing and seeing the truth and the beauty and everything that's around us, because we're all on that same path. So I, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. I so Christelle, what ad- Hopefully that does. But. What advice do you have for our audience who may um, be having these moments and, and they're starting to doubt their own sanity? Like if this happens to you frequently where you're having conversations, since you, you, you don't have a significant other at the moment. So this is with other random people in your circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're just like best friends and um, people in my community, people at work. So how do you wow. keep from losing it? How do you keep from thinking that you're just crazy? Like well, it's, the, it's the knowledge of knowing that you've jumped a timeline. You've, you've made a jump of sorts Woo-hoo. and, and <laughs> it's like one day there's, there's something there, you know, you, you, travel on your normal route to work or to the shops or whatever one day something will be there and the next is like uh, something new has popped up and appeared it's like that wasn't there yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's the knowing that you are actually continuously changing your frequency and therefore changing the timelines mm-hmm. and it's important that you are aware of what frequency you hold stay in positive in a positive mindset um, hold those thoughts of what you rather want to create compared to what you don't want to create. Yes. Is I feel that's important too. Uh, and just make a mental note of it for yourself, you know? And I, I think that's a difficult part because I don't do that. And I think that this is a reminder for me to start making notes of things like that. Um, I like how you said that. You, you, there, The way that you just have phrased this is that you're not a victim of it that you're creating it, that it's that you're becoming aware of what's happening around you. So it's not like it's happening to you. It's you're a part of that whole experience. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a whole, like I always, I I get really big in the whole victim mode, Mm -hmm. like of things not happening to you. Okay. So what are you working with currently? Have, Have any new guides come into your awareness or any new experiences? What are you, what's in your world these days? Uh, in my world, I'm trying to still get very creative with my spirituality. I still do my readings. I still do my um, the hypnotherapy side, the quantum healing hypnosis. But I have worked on a tarot deck or, or an oracle deck. So I'm slowly releasing that at the moment. And I'm hoping to get that out by, by Christmas for Christmas gifts. Awesome. But um, yeah, I still have a few cards to create that I'm, end, I'm at the end of the deck. And it gives me time when I publish just one card a day to kind of finish the deck off. which is great and uh, for me the deck represents duality because in almost every single card there's light and dark there's almost two two beings or two um elements of some kind which has been really nice that i could um 
focus on one and then focus on the other that everything's a yin and a yang everything's a balance mm. you know i love i love that about the the deck so that's one part of the things that i'm working on and then the other part is me trying to create a youtube playlist like a you know when you go on youtube and you just want to listen to meditation music or you just want to listen to relaxing music but and then you only find like the half an hour video or the 15 minute meditation video and i would like to create a live live video stream that keeps going 24 hours and i've done two of those streams i haven't managed 24 hours because i've kept hitting these walls of copyrights and and it's like i have the licenses but youtube keeps wanting me to send them the licenses so i'm I'm just kind of working my way around you know what to do and how to do it but hopefully in the future i would be able to have my own um youtube live channels going where people could just switch it on and just chill out yeah. you know and just relax while they're doing their work from home or doing their their painting or yoga or you know whatever it is that they need to just kind of tune out not driving though yeah <laughs> can i ask something about your deck um the oral oracle deck because yes I find that really, really fascinating. I've I've only met one other person who's created their own. Um, but what what is the because anyone thinking like I'm just like, what made you think? Okay, I'm gonna do this deck. And then how do you come out just like with the different <laughs> like how do you how did you you said well you decided to do duality like do you know Photoshop are you creative like what yeah. what was the impetus and how it was really. It was really difficult. I was struggling with self-worth because I never felt like I was creative enough. And um, so, and I am, I'm very creative actually uh, with regards to editing, creating like intros and logos and promotional content. I'm so good at it, but yet I fell down when it came to my own creativity. I'm good with creating it for others, but not for myself. <laughs> and then I kept I kept reaching out to other people that were artistic. Do you want to do a tarot deck with me or an, or an oracle deck with me? And I thought, well, and they were all keen and up for it. And I thought, well, what's the point? If they're going to do all the creative work, then they may as well do it for themselves. They don't need me. Okay? <laughs> And uh, it was during COVID, I came across a gentleman who took every Saturday night and all of us were stuck in our homes. We didn't have anything to do. And so it was just by chance I found, well, I was working with a program called Affinity Photo. So it's it's almost like Photoshop. And I found this gentleman online called Olivio and he was doing tutorials every single Saturday on how to create your own content. And every single Saturday I would choose tune in and I'd watch and I do it with him and and it's like wow this is so easy and that's how I that's how I started doing my own deck getting creative using content fairly um using content with licenses or that's um royalty free mm-hmm. that you're able to that you're able to use and you make it your own you just if there's a forest you may use a, a tree out of that picture or you know, you just use little elements here and there to create your own complete different picture. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing how colors blend together, how pictures just, you th- you look at one picture and it's just completely transformed into something unrecognizable when you look at the end result. And it's it's been a nice creative journey. And at one point I was halfway through the deck and I thought, oh, I can't be doing, I'm not good enough. And I just left it. I left it for six months, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to the project, I thought, wow, these are really good. You know, what was I thinking? 
I need to finish this deck. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, I'm continuing. I'm, <laughs> I'm adamant that I'm going to publish my deck. And it's been, it has been a lifelong dream because I've loved, I've loved having my decks. I have a whole drawer in my study right here <laughs> full of decks. And even though, um, I don't know, well, if, if you've done that, but it's nice to just sit and tr and trance and channel and you know get the messages from spirit but for reading for someone for yourself or for someone to have that visual representation mm -hmm. i think they love that because they can mm -hmm. see what you see and then they can pick up understand what you pick up and why you pick that up and you can explain you know the process which i absolutely love yeah i've i have not used cards um in any of my readings whether it's you know for, for anything that i do i don't you know and, and matter of fact i wouldn't know the first thing about a tarot deck card or a <laughs> oracle card or you know that. i know allison has them we have a shelf of them in the in the other room I, you know, I think they're great. They're I addicting. Just, yeah, they're I just addicting. have, yeah. I, I just have never used them for that for that <laughs> aspect. But but you actually bring up a really good point um, along that journey where you know you you kind of said to yourself and well, I'm not really that good or whatever, and then you just set it aside. There is something to say about when you're in the creative mode is mm -hmm. to honor that point where you just feel you need to set it aside. And it might be for a week, it might be for six months, it might be for six years, but it's to honor that because it's a reset point because you're getting to a saturation point. And I, and I find that my creativity is out in the yard, building stuff and doing that. And there's a point at which I get to, and I know what it feels like. And I just stop. I'm like, I can't do anymore because I, my, I've, I've exhausted all of my faculties energetically and physically, and I can't put anything else into it. And I got to let it set. But when I come back to it a day or two or three later, all the ideas are right there, right at the forefront. So yes, and I, I think that's a good a good point to you know make sure all of our audience understand that that you know if you're in a if you're a creative person or even if you're attempting to be creative to to start something new, don't force your don't get to a point where you're forcing yourself into your creativity. Then you've lost creativity because <laughs> creativity it is, is hard to force. Yeah, yeah it sense. is a <laughs> creativity is a purely energetic connection. That is that is where you start to experience what these edges of trend or, or or conscious channeling actually are. And 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 a lot of people understand it, but people ask all the time, well, how do I channel? Well find something that you do that you just mindlessly can lose yourself in. Cause at that point, that's when it starts. That's where inspiration, inspiration is just nothing but a connection to the, to the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. So. But yeah. thank you for the music. I don't know how YouTube works monetization because we have not done that or worried about it. <laughs> right. But when I go to listen to a meditation video and 10 minutes in, there's a freaking ad <sighs> That yes. drives me completely bonkers. Like, why so would you do that? I don't know if the if the people who created that content meant for it or if YouTube inserts ads, because I noticed they'll do it like every two minutes. Is, is that something? I don't know how that works. Do you click monetization and then they throw ads within your, your video or your audio? How does that work, Carcilla? Well, at the moment, my YouTube channel is not monetized, so there won't be any ads at all. Um, if that would change in the future, I'm not sure. But what I have noticed, the more followers you have, so when you look at the, um, the, the I don't know who's got loads of followers, um, Brandon, what's his name? Um, 
if you, if you look at the UFO community or the people who's been um, on uh, ancient aliens or things like that, you know, when, when you go to the YouTube channels, they have hundreds and thousands of followers. And I've noticed with those type of people, they will have a, an ad every five minutes. You know, it's, it's Richard <laughs> Braden, Braden. Oh, I can't remember his name now. Greg Braden. Uh, Greg Braden. Braden. Yeah, Greg Braden. There you go. And I, I watch, I watch his content quite often. It's sad that I don't know, I forget his name, but I'm terrible with names generally. <laughs> so, so I would watch his content, and I've noticed like every ten minutes there'd be an ad, and it's very, very frustrating. But I think that is how monetization works. That you will have those ads, and that is what actually pays you um, at the end of the month yeah. is through the monetization. And I think even with the the long live video streams eventually yes they will have an ad here and there but that's where youtube makes the money because that's that's when you subscribe to the youtube subscription service mm -hmm. it takes away all the ads and things that's like that yeah, right. exactly. yeah. yeah that's yeah. what my son ever yeah, yeah. Just and and what I'll say is, yeah, there are, we, I do have a few of them stuck in my pay playlist that are, they, they run 24 seven. Um, and they're great. Mm -hmm. Um, and they don't have any ads. Um, I don't know, you know, I guess maybe they're mo not monetizing, but what I'm, uh, what I've switched over to actually for long format listening is, um, Spotify. They actually have some really great, but again, but, but you have, have to be a member. <laughs> Unfortunately you have, yeah. To pay, yeah, you have to pay. <laughs> Yeah, we want this yeah. stuff for free. What's well, wrong with us? What's well, wrong with I us? think as long as you keep, you know, like you just it's it stays somewhat unpopular, but your key people, yeah. you know, attached to it, right. then then you're under the radar and you won't get monetized. You won't get interrupted. But also take take note, though, all of these videos that have lots of ads, they are uploaded videos. I've not noticed as much of ads playing in live content because uh -huh. for example if we were to update a video upload a video now like we did on the round table it would be premiered and there'd be no ads in a premiere or there's no ads in a live video stream that you watch unless you exit that live video stream and you enter it again there'll be an ad right at the beginning but seeing that it's a live stream you won't have an ad again throughout yeah yeah i don't mind the she ones in the beginning stuff. that's great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i just refuse I'm sorry yeah. to pay YT any more money. <laughs> and we all know why. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not doing that. Sometimes I, I just give up and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to just, you know, eat from the poisoned apple because I want something. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a hard decision. It's hard to be human sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, but, but I think the idea is, it's great that I'm going into this new adventure and I'm doing my research and I'm falling down, but I'm getting back up. Okay. How can I do this better? How can I um, overcome these obstacles? And I just want to say to your listeners as well, do the same. Don't give up on your dreams, Put the, put it on the shelf if it doesn't feel right, but get back to it. Yeah. And like, like, and like what Will said, you know, um, if you don't feel it, walk away because oftentimes when you get back the next day, it just flows and it just falls into place so much easier where you were struggling the day before because you weren't in that creative flow. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. Very good. Yep, yep, yep. So what kinds of um, offerings do you have that you'd like to share with our, our listeners? What, what do you, what can people look to you for? What can they book with you? <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm going to start Other than the QHHT, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so when I'm not, when I'm not working or I'm not in South Africa, and uh, <laughs> my diary is have open spaces. 
Um, I mostly, I, I love my readings. So I have a lot of readings come through uh, where people would want to connect with the loved ones or just, I had a reading this morning. I just, uh, I have a client that checks in with me every six months and it's like, I'd like to connect with you again and just see what news coming up. What else are you picking up? And it's lovely to connect to clients in such a way, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. And then I have my mentorship a lot of clients that are new on their spiritual journey that don't necessarily understand where to begin, that have an idea of where they are on on the path of spirituality, but don't know how to implement it. Mm. They don't know how their gifts work, for example. They have these experiences, but how does it manifest? They don't understand their own abilities yet. So giving them the tools to practice, to activate their, um, their hearing or they're seeing yeah. which is called the um clairaudience clairsentience uh and and all of those sen- senses yeah which which is a journey within itself because our, our senses and the way spirit work with us changes all the time you just think you're comfortable with how you're working and then spirit shifts it up and change it again yeah <laughs> yep. that's what i love about spirit they're going to keep you on your toes all the time exactly 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 <clears throat> Do not get- a spiritual yeah, you as a spiritual being is constantly growing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fantastic because a lot of the people that watch uh, this podcast are new seekers. And so if you're out there listening and you need some guidance, check Chrisilla out. And how can people find you? On my website called chrisillalevis.com, <laughs> spelled L-E-W-I-E-S. But I'm sure that you will put a link in there. We will. Oh, we will. Yep. For sure. For sure. <laughs> well, goodness gracious, it was so much fun to connect with you again. I do wish we were closer. Um, but thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to chat with us and our listeners. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in again to Out on a Limb podcast. Until next time. See you all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.